Hi, I'm Kaylin Mendez, Pepperdine Graphic Media's podcast producer. My podcast, Small Studio Sessions, focuses on students who are involved in music, giving them a place to perform and talk about their passions. Small Studio Sessions. You can check it out on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Graph. Last Wednesday, students in Pepperdine's Shanghai program got an email from Beth Locks, Executive Director of International Programs. Hey, hello. Yo, is this James? This is James. Is this Bradford? Hey, yeah, man. What's up? Good to meet you, man. Good to meet you, too, over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bradford Holiday was backpacking through Vietnam by himself when he got the email. He, like most students in the program, was outside of China for their travel break following the Chinese New Year. So I got the email, um, and immediately I was trying to figure out how I was going to get back home, since uh, my plan was to get back to Shanghai, but I couldn't do that anymore. Pepperdine had decided to suspend the spring semester of the Shanghai program due to growing concerns about the coronavirus, the disease that has killed 362 people and with 17,391 cases confirmed, in 24 different countries. There was about 36 to 48 hours at the beginning of the week when it really start, we started to see things escalate. That's Beth Locks. She said Pepperdine officials were monitoring the situation in China closely. And as it progressed, the window to make a decision got smaller and smaller. There was a lot of ambiguity around when routines and work schedules and such would go back to normal in, in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. And we have to ensure that students get certain meet certain academic criteria to earn credit. Right. So it's the sort of the integrity of the academic experience, I guess, is maybe a good way of, of putting it. Right. The longer we stalled on making a decision, the harder it was going to be for us to create an academic experience that would meet the federal requirements mm -hmm. for students to get credit. Right. And, and that's the primary purpose of these programs, is to give students an academic experience that helps them advance towards graduation. Right. Um, and so that was, those were some of the big factors, I think, that really came into play when we had to, to make, the, make that decision. Welcome to The Graph, Pepperdine Graphic Media's news podcast. I'm James Moore. And I'm Alex Nice. In today's episode, the coronavirus and the story behind the university's decision-making when handling an international health crisis. Today is February 6th. So I was wondering kind of how a lot of my peers would be getting back since we were all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, we had people in Japan, Korea, uh, a guy in Uzbekistan. Wow. Um, some people were already back in the States um, just because that's where they chose to travel anyways since uh, my plan was to get back to Shanghai, but I couldn't do that anymore. In the email to Shanghai participants, international programs instructed students to return home for at least two weeks. Bit of a quarantine to make sure that none of us have it. The decision sort of, there's, you, you probably noticed if you looked at the communication, there's sort of a, a gap between when students come back from mm -hmm. their program and when classes start. Right, two weeks. Two weeks, that's yeah. right. We did that deliberately. Mm -hmm. um, one, one of the primary reasons is that 
we have to set up their classes. Mm -hmm. We have to find the instructors. We have to figure out a schedule and calculate how much time they need to spend in class so that we can meet those federal requirements. Right. And we also realized that students just kind of needed a gap. They needed a break to kind of regroup and, and sort of get in the mind frame to come back to campus. Right. This means that students were not allowed to enter back into the country to get their things. And understandably, Bradford said this was one of the students' most pressing concerns. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a big concern for a lot of people. I had the clothes on my back, and that was about it. But that's just because mm -hmm. I was backpacking by myself, so I really didn't need to bring anything. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people brought more stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, most everything's back in Shanghai, like my laptop, all my school books. Mm -hmm. um, and I have no idea when they're going to be able to get that back to us. Right. So we knew immediately that that was going to be something we had to address. Mm -hmm. um, the university is going to bring their things home. Mm -hmm. And so we're working with, we're looking at a variety of options actually right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> There's, there were a lot of students um, who, and they'd been there for a long time. You know, some of them had been there since the beginning of the school year. Right, right. Um, so we're looking at different options to bring their personal effects back to campus and, and return them. The university also provided travel arrangements for students at no cost, and they'll hold no remote classes during the two-week delay. And when we get back to Pepperdine, we have a health screening that we, we all have to go through. Mm. So um, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. Just make sure that nobody's bringing it back. Right. So everyone on campus will be safe. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, and the court, the two week thing is that mandatory? Like, could you potentially come back to Pepperdine like beforehand if you wanted to, or is that not possible? No, we can. We could not. Huh. Um, I mean, I guess I, you could. You could, but um, they said that there's not going to be any housing uh, available before that point, so they're strongly discouraging it. I think. Right. Right. So you've probably seen some of the correspondence that went out yesterday right. to the campus community, mm -hmm. um, and the truth is that. Good personal hygiene and monitoring your own health care, regardless of whether you're coming back from Shanghai or you're already on campus, mm -hmm. in many ways, the advice is the same. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's right now what we've asked the Shanghai students is to do many to do is much the same as what we've asked any student on campus to do. Right. And that aligns with the CDC's guidelines. The decision to suspend the program came down to a combination of factors, but maybe the most influential were warnings from the World Health Organization and Centers for Disease Control. I think, so I think the tipping point was earlier this week when we saw the, um, the travel advisory level increase. Mm -hmm. We saw the CDC um, level increase. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of ambiguity around when routines and work schedules and such would go back to normal in, in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. We have to ensure that students get certain meet certain academic criteria to earn credit. The longer we stalled on making a decision, the harder it was going to be for us to create an academic experience that would meet the federal requirements for students to get credit. Last week, the World Health Organization declared the disease a global emergency and the U.S. State Department has since advised U.S. citizens to not travel to China. How the Health Center has prepared to combat the disease after the break. My name is Gianni Coquella, and I serve as PGM's uh, Pixel editor. 
The Pixel is PGM's weekly newsletter where we send out highlights about our top stories and upcoming events and other relevant newsworthy information. Essentially what I do every week is I try to keep in touch with all the stories that are coming through at Pepperdine and even kind of around the world too. I mean, I try to make sure that I'm covering things that are really important nationally, internationally, and at Pepperdine so that when I do write the Pixel, people are able to get a glimpse in what's going on both here on campus and in our community, but also around the world. You can find the Pixel on the Pepperdine Graphic website. Welcome back. Emily Shaw is a news assistant who reported on ways the health center has prepared to combat coronavirus. Here is me again. Yeah. One more time. All right, ready? So um, you talked to the student health center about how they're handling coronavirus. What did you learn? Um, so the health center is doing a lot. They've been very proactive. There are multiple things that they're doing in preparation for anything, anything that's supposed to happen that could happen. One of which, so they're, they're monitoring the outbreak very carefully. They're receiving a lot of regular health alert notices from a bunch of different sources. For example, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the LA County Department of Public Health, and a ton more. Did they talk at all about what they're doing with the students coming back from Shanghai? Well, they talked about the risk of contracting influenza or contracting influenza. They said it's much more great, greater than the risk of con contracting than coronavirus. I think they've just been really on track on that. And they're also doing risk assessment. So if anyone was actually in near Wuhan or in China um, during this time when it, the outbreak occurred, they're doing risk assessments to see whether they are showing symptoms or not, whether they, there's the possibility for them to have the virus. And then you also talked to some students about what they thought about the kids coming back and et cetera. What was sort of the sentiment from the students? Um, so we got quite a range, I think, um, but mainly in the middle between like people who are very, very nervous about it and people who are not very nervous about it at all. So one of which I know I talked to some students who are going to Shanghai um, next year and they one of them said that they're nervous about the fact that they don't know because of all the unknown, so they don't know if they're actually going to go to Ch Shanghai. I don't, I don't think I'm too nervous about it, mainly because the fact that, well, Shanghai's, the Shanghai program is going to be in what, in like September? So hopefully within like those eight, like seven to eight months, it's going to go away. I am just a little concerned about because I don't know how much China is letting out information or the lack of because we don't really know how much, um, how bad the quarantine is, how bad the amount of people that are sick, so. So there's a mixed reaction. And then I also talked to someone who is from China. She is from Guangzhou, China. And she says like right now it's been really, I guess, strange in China for her just because it's still, it's been less than a week or maybe about a week since Chinese New Year. It's just so weird because normally like people should like in the, the in the Chinese tradition it's like people will go to other people's house and then like just say hello and then eat meals together but now it's like people just stay in their own house and then and usually during this time period people still celebrate for at least like 14 days 
after the holiday and people go to each other's homes and share meals together and really have that time to celebrate. But she says it's especially strange this year because people are remaining in their own homes. The only time that they get out is for buy food. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. And yeah, it's just really weird. And then like, they cannot see each other. Mm. They have to like talk online. Yeah. And a lot of my friends, they're saying like, they're so bored and they're like playing like, really bored gaming house. They don't know what to do like yeah. in their whole house. Yeah, it's just a really weird uh, Chinese New Year experience. And they're not really going to each other's like families and having that time to celebrate. And so she said in that way, it's been really strange for her and her family. Thank you, Emily. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the the Shanghai program was awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, like there's tons of things to do. Um, the administration was great. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, I mean, planning on doing the full year. So I got a lot of time out there. Um, but unfortunately, you know, this virus got kind of out of hand. Right. So, I mean, a lot of people were upset, mm -hmm. uh, but honestly, there's nothing, nothing anyone can do. Right. And um, now it's looking like the virus has gotten a lot worse mm -hmm. than it was even when they sent us back. So it was probably a good call. Yeah. Although at the time, uh, we really didn't know what was going on. Um, it didn't seem like that big of a deal when they made the call. So I think that's why. Some people were more upset then, but I think a lot of people understand now. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the people in the program. Man, yeah, man, it was crazy. Yeah. It's definitely not, not what you expect to wake up to. That's all for today. See you next time. The Graph is a Pepperdine Graphic Media production. Your hosts are me, Alex Nice. And me, James Moore. Kayla Mendez is our podcast producer, and Cameron Gordon is our production manager. Our managing editor is Maddie Carr, and our executive editor is Chana Steinmetz. Our theme song is written by Jeremy Zerb.